gathered here as a family to acknowledge your hand that is resting upon our lives. We are grateful for all that you have done in our lives from the month of January, even up until this day, the 18th of December, 2022. Father, Lord in heaven, let heaven record that today we are saying that we are grateful. We are grateful for all that you have done for us, for the ones that you have done that we can see, for even the ones that are yet unseen. For this reason, we say thank you. Blessed be your holy name, O God in heaven. And even as we go into your words, Spirit of the living God, I ask that you would minister your word to us, O God in heaven. That let everyone that is gathered here be edified, O God. And that the name of Jesus will be glorified. Father, Lord in heaven, I yield myself as a vessel. I ask that, Lord, you will speak through me, O God. But let everyone be blessed in the name of Jesus. Blessed be your holy name, O God in heaven. In Jesus' mighty name we have prayed. Amen. Amen. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Amen. Amen. Good morning, everybody. And compliments of the season. Hallelujah. Praise God. Hallelujah. Quickly, let's open our Bibles to the book of Isaiah, chapter 61. The book of Isaiah, chapter 61. Just three scriptures who are reading. Isaiah 61, who are reading from verses 1 to 3. Hallelujah. Isaiah chapter 61 from verses 1 to 3. If you're there with me, say amen. And if you're not, just say wait for me. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Are we all there? Praise God. Okay. Let's read together one to go. The Spirit of God is upon God. He anointed me to preach good tidings to the poor. He has sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to proclaim liberty to the captives, and the opening of the prison doors to those who are bound, to proclaim the acceptable year of the Lord and the day of vengeance of our God, to comfort all who mourn, to console those who mourn in Zion, to give them beauty for ashes, oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness, that they may be called the trees of righteousness, the planting of the that he may be glorified. Hallelujah. May the Lord bless the reading of his word in Jesus' mighty name. Amen. Praise God. Hallelujah. Um, the title of my sermon this morning um, is just a continuation from where we left off last week. Praise God. And it says, yet rejoice with thanksgiving. Hallelujah. In other words, yet rejoice with thanksgiving. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. You see, one of the things that I've come to understand, even as it regards to us human beings, is the fact that as we approach the end of the year, one of the things that is consistent with human behavior is that for some reason, December happens to be a month where we just sit back and we reflect. Praise God. And the essence of the reflection is that when we started the year 2022 or for any year in question, we started with so many hopes and dreams. Praise the name of the Lord. There were so many things that we wrote down in our prayer points, looking unto God that by his grace and his mercy, he will enable us to accomplish. Praise the name of the Lord. However, we have come to understand that those things, some of them will come, some may not happen. 
and for the reason of it not happening praise god um some of us for some reason may slip into a point of depression or or sadness or doom and gloom as a matter of fact you know um i went to research i just typed on google and i wrote um what is the most depressing month praise god okay and they had a list of months and one of those months was in december and one of the reasons why it was justified for December being a depressing month for them, not me, was on account of the fact that for some, December happened to be a time where it reminded people of their lonely state. Praise God. So take for example for people who perhaps you have a family to visit in December. But there are some people who, for some reason or the other, they have no one to visit or no one to even visit them. And so for that reason, it just slips them into that state where they find themselves just all doom and gloom and nothing seems to be working. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Okay? And so we begin to review and... As a result of all these things, it leads us to a state of, allow me to say, mental health state. As a matter of fact, you know, even this past week, there's a guy who, if anybody, if you were to see his picture, and they told you that this person was battling with depression, you would say that, you know, it's a lie. Praise God. Why? Because he gave the best of smiles. And, you know, um, he happened to be a dancer. And, I mean, you couldn't have imagined. Everything was picture perfect. You know, they took the Christmas pyjama picture with the family. You know, everything was all amazing. As a matter of fact, 24 hours even before he took his life, he didn't look like he was going through anything. And one of the things that just bugged my mind was, what was going through this brother's mind? Could he have done something that perhaps if people found out, he couldn't have afforded to bear with the shame and all that things. But again, all we can just say is that Lord have mercy. Praise the name of the Lord. Lord have mercy. And so this morning we are looking at or continuing to look at the subject of joy. Why? Because you see, like the anchor text we read, the Bible says there that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. It was talking about Jesus in prophecy. Praise the name of the Lord. And it was saying that the spirit of the Lord is upon me. Why? Because God has anointed me to do something things. And one of the things that Jesus was saying that the Spirit of God has anointed him to do was that it was to preach good tidings to the poor, that he has sent him to heal the, bro- the brokenhearted. And in the, verse, in the verse 3, which is the main essence of what I'm trying to share here, and it says to console those who mourn in Zion. Praise God. In other words, not those who mourn everywhere, but what? Particularly in Zion. Because the reality of the fact is that you'll be amazed to understand that it is not it is not strange to hear that a Christian is battling depression if not this passage won't have said it it said that what that there is a category of people who ordinarily are in God however they are going through a state of mourning but you see the essence of God and the spirit of God was that there was an allocation made in the spirit of God to checkmate that certain emotion why because it's not consistent with God's design for humanity 
praise the name of the Lord. And so here it said that the essence of the Spirit of God is that what? The oil of joy for mourning, the garment of praise for the spirit of heaviness. Praise the name of the Lord. I think I preached it here some time ago that there is a spirit behind everything that happens to every human being. Praise God. And here the Bible is saying that what? That there is a spirit called the spirit of heaviness. So perhaps you find yourself, you wake up in the morning, you didn't receive any bad text. You didn't receive any negative email. Nobody told you something happened. But all of a sudden, you find yourself so heavy. That's what? The spirit of what? Heaviness. Praise the name of the Lord. But it was never designed by God for it to be so. So, God was saying that in order for me to enable the children of God to deal with this situation, I needed to give them what? Something called the oil of joy. Hallelujah. As a matter of fact, it's like a car. The person who designed the car or any car designed the car so that it would reach its destination. But even as the car begins to embark on that particular journey, the manufacturer of that car fully understands that if that car is going to reach its destination, there are certain things that I must put in place to ensure that it reaches its destination. And one of those things is the shock absorber. Praise the name of the Lord. So allow me to say that joy, I can equate it to being the shock absorber of our lives such that regardless of what the enemy will throw at us there is an allocation in God by his spirit to ensure that at no point in time do we not reach our destination praise God because whether you believe it or not anybody I don't want to be, be misunderstood by this statement it is my understanding and my belief that whenever somebody takes their life, it was never the original intention. There is a spirit behind that action. Praise the name of the Lord, okay? However, for those who have taken their lives, it was never God's idea for them to end it at that point in time. And so you could say that that person's journey in life was cut short. And so if you and I are going to reach the destination that God has ordained for you and I, then there is a need for us to possess this thing called joy. And so the Bible said that when we gave our lives to Christ, God gave us a precious gift. And that gift was in the person of the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. That at no point in time should we lack this thing called joy. Because he is what? Remember the pastor said that what? The Spirit of the Lord God, what is upon me? And he began to enumerate the certain things that God has ordained for that person. And so, when you look at the scripture, Galatians 5 verse 22, it began to illustrate the certain things that shows you that the Holy Spirit is in you. That when the Holy Spirit comes upon a believer, you are supposed to have certain categories of things. One of them being what? Joy. Hallelujah. One of them what? Being joy. Praise the name of the Lord. But however, in order for us to make the most of our Christian experience, 
there is something that is very very critical that you and i must understand is that perspective matters in the journey of a believer hallelujah let me explain this now when i say perspective it simply means your outlook on this thing called life praise the name of the lord because it is when you begin to have the proper perspective that you will be able to give the right response to a particular thing so what am i trying to say The Bible makes us understand that this world that we live in is a world that is not void of challenges. Praise the name of the Lord. It's not void of challenges. And so you come to realize that whether you like it or not, so long as you exist in this world, you know, there's a statement that says that problem, no, they finish. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so if you have this proper perspective of life then the question is how then do i begin to respond as at when they arise i say this because one of the things that has been wrong in how christianity is presented is that when you give your life to christ there's no challenges and so when somebody gives their life to christ and they begin to confront challenges it poses a question either you are lying or you did not tell me the full truth Lying in the sense that this Jesus cannot solve the problem or you did not tell me the full picture of what I was getting myself into. And so there is a need to present proper information as to why you must understand what Christianity is all about. And this is why I said that perspective matters a whole lot. And the person who was able to give us a proper perspective on what Christianity is all about is in the person of Apostle Paul. Praise the name of the Lord. I say Apostle Paul because many of us, even the body of Christ, in the, in the context of Christianity, the whole essence of the new creation realities was given to us by revelation through Apostle Paul. And Apostle Paul, in all this revelation that he wrote, so let me give you a good example. Many at times we will go through challenges in life and you would say, God will supply all my needs according to his riches in glory. Right? Fantastic. You read the, when you're broke, you read the scripture and it says that God is able to make all grace abound unto me, that me through all things, having all sufficiency, may abound unto every good work. Hallelujah. When you are broke, you will say, oh, that he took my poverty, that through his poverty, you and I may what? Become rich. But guess what? This man wrote this thing when he was in prison. Praise the name of the Lord. He wrote all these things, these fantastic promises, when he was what? In prison. Praise the name of the Lord. And so in the book of Philippians chapter 1, this is why perspective is highly critical if we are going to make the most of our Christian experience. So in the book of Philippians chapter 1, it says that, but I want you brethren, that the things which happened to me actually turned for the gospel. You may call it challenges, but I call it missionary work. Praise the name of the Lord. You may call it shame, but God is what? Being glorified even in this situation. Praise the name of the Lord. Why? Because depression would only come when you begin to agree with everything the enemy says your situation is. So, for example, somebody loses their 
as a matter of fact, in my place of work, you know, um, in the month of, I think it was towards October time, they began to lay people off. Praise the name of the Lord. And for someone who perhaps you don't have Christ, all you are thinking of, like my colleagues who were laid off, all they were thinking of, oh my God, Christmas is coming. I need to buy Christmas presents for my family members, for my children. So what do I do? I don't have anything. And all of a sudden, they slipped into this mode of panic. Praise the name of the Lord. Now, for someone who is not a believer, right? All of a sudden, you have every reason to think that the whole world is crashing down on you. But perhaps, if you had the right perspective or the outlook on life, could you see what God is trying to do in that situation? Praise the name of the Lord. And so Paul here is saying that you guys may think that I have been held captive against my will. You're thinking that been put in prison, I've been put to shame because he was talking about when you are talking about the the topmost stop of those who are Romans, we are of them stock. Hallelujah. Because he says that what of the Romans, I am also what from Rome. Praise the name of the Lord. And so you could and his father was not Paul. Praise the name of the Lord. Paul's father was affluent because when you look at his story, he went to the best law school there was at the time. Praise the name of the Lord. But yet, this man was put into prison. So how did he survive it? This is all we're going to be learning here in today's service. I say this because when you read through scriptures, the Bible says in the book of Romans chapter 15 verse 4, it says, for whatever things were written before now were written for our learning. Hallelujah. That we, through comfort of scriptures, may do what? Have hope. Praise the name of the Lord. And so one thing I want us to realize this morning that there is nothing new that you are going through that nobody has ever gone through. And if that be the case, then perhaps there needs to be wisdom on how did they go about it such that if I apply the same principle, I will get the same result. It's Reverend Sam Adeyemi that will say that what? Success is powered by principles. It does not change, regardless of your geographical location. A good example for someone who wants to pass the exam. The principle says that if you read your book, the Lord. Hallelujah. And so we begin to look at scriptures. How then? Because when we understand these things, then we begin to appreciate the potency of joy. Hallelujah. We begin to appreciate the potency of joy. So what then is joy? Last week we looked at it and it said that joy is a gift from God through the Holy Spirit. Hallelujah. And is made manifest as an evidence of the Spirit of God within us. Praise God. Joy is a gift from God. Hallelujah. Through the Holy Spirit and is made manifest. Praise God as the evidence of the Spirit of God in us. You know, I remember one time, I think it was in 2018, I preached a message here, and I said that as a believer, under God's, de under God's design, that so long as you have joy, you can never be depressed. And a young lady approached me, I was standing here, and after the service, she approached me, and was asking on that statement. And after that Sunday, I never saw her again. Praise God. And she was saying, I don't agree with you. 
Praise God. I am not saying that a, a Christian cannot be depressed, but you cannot have joy and say that depressed. It's not possible. Praise the name of the Lord. Because again, the Bible says that what all things that were written in Scripture were written for our learning, that we, through the comfort of Scripture, may have hope. So we look at the person of Jesus, first and foremost. There is no challenge that anybody would have gone through in life that Jesus... Praise God. There is no challenge you want to mention in life that you want to go through that Jesus himself did not go through. But the Bible tells us that what? Who for the joy that what? Set before him. He did what? He endured the cross. Hallelujah. That means you understand that so long as there is joy in your heart, there is joy in your heart. There is no way the enemy will take the glory over your life. Hallelujah. There is no way the enemy will take the glory out of your life. Praise God. Because we understand, I mean, look at scriptures here again. John 16 from verse 32. Jesus was speaking to his disciples and he says, Indeed, the hour is coming. As a matter of fact, the hour is now that you will be scattered, each one of his own, and will leave me alone. And yet, I am not alone because the Father is with me. He says, These things I have spoken to you that you may have peace. That in this world, you would have what? Many tribulations. But it says, rejoice or be of good cheer. Why? Because what? I have already overcome. You know, I bring good news of great tidings to somebody here. That perhaps you are going through something. That perhaps you are wondering, but Lord, when shall this cup pass over me? This is word of the Lord for you. He says, for what I have already overcome. If Jesus has overcome, then we, have, we are assured of victory in Christ. So, in carrying on from last week, how then do we begin to manifest in joy? How then do we begin to manifest in joy? Remember I said that perspective is highly crucial if you are going to do what? Be able to live in this life that we call life. Praise God. So number one is that what? You and I must be able to practice what he calls gratitude. Praise God. We must be able to practice gratitude. You see, gratitude is intentional. Praise God. Gratitude is what? It's not by chance. Gratitude is that you come to a place of sober reflection and you begin to take stock. It is not what has God not done, but is what, what has God already done. Praise God. Because you see, our rejoicing is not based on what happened on the outside. It first of all starts what happened within. And so in practicing gratitude, the first thing you must be grateful for is that what? You are saved. Praise God. You see, many of us, when people come and give testimony here, and many of us say it based on how we were taught growing up. As a pattern, you know, I want to first and foremost thank God for the salvation of my soul. But do you really know what it means to be saved? Praise God. Do you really know what it means to be saved? You see, every time somebody dies, regardless of how they died, my very first question is, God, did they make heaven? 
Because when you understand the potency of salvation, that out of everybody in this world, God chose you. You see, I always ask myself, Lord, if I was born in a Muslim home, would I be saved today? Praise God. Or perhaps my parents were idol worshippers. Would I be saved today? So, number one, that is one reason to be grateful. Why? Because after all is said and done here, I am sure of heaven. Praise God. That no matter, remember I said that perspective matters when you are going to discuss the subject of being able to rejoice. That number one, for you to be able to be grateful or practice gratitude, you, sorry, or, or be able to practice joy, you must be what? Grateful. What has God done for me? And the first thing first is that what? God saved my soul. The second thing is what? Life. Praise God. The second thing is what? Life. You see, this is why I said that if people are able to practice this, then that God did not answer that particular prayer point. It, it, it minimizes the weight it should have on you. Praise God. If you have ever stayed next to a dead body before, praise God. I remember when my dad passed away and I was looking at this man. There's no amount of that he come back will bring him back. Praise God. And yet the difference between me and him is this thing called life. Praise God. That the Bible said that when God created man, man was lifeless. And his nostrils, that breath of God is what gave man life. And so the difference between you and someone who is not on this side of the creation is that what? Is that breath of God. So when you are able to appreciate that you did nothing to enjoy this breath, again, it gives you perspective. Because the question would be, if God was to put on a pendulum scale and ask you that I answer that prayer and I take your life, which will you choose? Praise the name of the Lord. Many of us, all the brand new house and brand new car, you say, God, keep it. Praise the name of the Lord. Keep it. Praise the name of the Lord. Just let me have life. Perspective matters because you must truly be grateful for this thing called life. So that even as this year is coming to an end, yes, it's okay you wrote certain things that it did not happen. But that you have life is enough to be grateful. Praise God. Or would you compare somebody who has kidney failure and you have both kidneys functioning and the person asks you, please give me one. Even as saved as you are, you say no. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. But again, this is somebody whose life is hanging on the balance. Perspective matters. You see, our children, whenever they want something, I know the bigger thing they want. So, for example, my daughter, I'll tell her, okay, fine, you wear your Christmas job on Monday. And she's crying for something else. I'll tell her, do you want the Christmas jumper on Monday? She'll say yes. Then stop crying. <laughs> Praise the name of the Lord. Because all these things, it puts things in focus. That you and I must truly be able to be grateful for the things God has done for us. That's number two. 
Number three is that you have people around you. Praise the name of the Lord. That you have people around you. That you can boast of somebody that you can call and will attend to your need at any point in time. Even if it's to pray with you, it is something to be grateful for. Praise the name of the Lord. It is something to be grateful for. Hallelujah. It is something to be grateful for. Because many a times, as a result of the things that we are pursuing, we lose sight of what is truly important. Praise the name of the Lord. We lose sight of what truly matters. That you have somebody to share a home with is something to be grateful for. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Praise God. In order for us to practice joy, you must be grateful. Hallelujah. Number two is that you and I must be able to immerse ourselves in the word of God. Hallelujah. We must be what? Able to, if we are going to survive the days ahead, reading the word of God. And when I mean reading the word of God, is not taking open heavens on Monday. And just read open heavens and say, you know what, that's it for the day. Me and the Bible, I see you on Tuesday. Praise the name of the Lord. I'm saying it because, you know, when you read the Bible, the book of Jeremiah 15 verse 16. Jeremiah said that your words did I find, and I what? I ate them. And it was the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. Praise the name of the Lord. You see, when I read that scripture, I came to a conclusion. What you eat matters. I don't mean physically now. Praise the name of the Lord. Because it says, your word did I eat, and it was the joy and the rejoicing of my heart. Because you see, many at times we eat bad news. Hallelujah. We love to eat gossip. We love to eat what? Negative things that ordinarily speaking is not supposed to produce joy. So just like how you eat beans and it produces protein. You eat rice, it produces carbohydrate or, or, or glucose. The same thing applies to the word of God. That there is no way you will truly eat the word of God and not be joyful. Hallelujah. Because that is the only way you and I will be able to survive in the days ahead. Because guess what? It's not going to be any brighter. But perspective matters because the darker it is, the brighter your light. Isaiah said it already. He says, arise and shine for what your light has come. He says, gross darkness will cover the earth. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. We must be a people who what are delightful in studying the word of God. Hallelujah. Therefore, there must be an allocation in your day where at least for 30 minutes to an hour, you are what? Studying the scripture. It's not reading. Studying is that you are digging to understand what is in this for me. Praise God. Or that you are listening to sermons to edify you because, you see, you don't prepare for battle on the battlefield. You don't know the day the devil will come. But the day it comes, or the day the challenge comes, is what is inside that will respond. Praise the name of the Lord. Take for instance that Jesus was told, Lazarus, the one you love, is dead. The natural response will be, ah, 
But Jesus said, no, he's not dead, but sleeping. It's what he has eaten that he's able to what? Bring out. Praise the name of the Lord. And so this must be a deliberate habit or culture that we must begin to imbibe in our lives if really and truly we are going to make the most of what God has for us. Praise the name of the Lord. And number three, the final one, is to practice what? Thanksgiving. You see, Thanksgiving is not, um, how am I going to put it now? Okay, the best way I can explain it is what happened to Paul and Silas. Praise God. Because again, remember I said, Romans 15 verse 4, it says, All things are written for our learning, that through comfort of scriptures we might have hope. The Bible says, Be imitated of them who through faith and patience obtain the promise. Paul and Silas showed us a secret on how to triumph over the enemy. Hallelujah. Now, please, can you help us with the scripture? I don't have it on my slide here. Psalms chapter 8, verse 2. Psalms chapter 8, verse 2. Psalms chapter 8, verse 2. This is a secret in scripture that many a times, how many times did you deliberately, aside from when you come to church, that the ministry, that the worship team will lead us in a time of praise and thanksgiving, when have you deliberately put on a song and say, you know what, I want to dance and praise God today. If I ask us to raise our hand, not up to five people have done that. I can beat my, I'm confident of it. That not up to five, you have deliberately put on a song and say, you know what, I want to dance before God today. I can beat my chest, not up to five people have done it. But this is how we win this war. The Bible says, out of mouth of days and sucklings, thou hast ordained. I wish it was an other version because it says that strength there means praise. Hallelujah. It says that thou my what? Because of thy enemies, that thou what mightest steal the enemy and the avenger. Praise the name of the Lord. Because when you begin to engage in deliberate thanksgiving, that spirit of heaviness must go. So when the likes of Pastor Tenabasi will organize annual Hallelujah Challenge, it's with an understanding. It's not that they don't have their own challenges. But the Bible says that what? There is a way in God. There is a system of victory allocated in God that once you and I apply these principles, it's a guarantee. So Acts 16, the Bible said that Paul and Silas were held captive in the prison. And what did they do? They began to do what? They began to sing praises. Praise the name of the Lord. You know, I was into a sermon yesterday, and the man of God just opened my eyes. He said something. He said, two, two similar scenarios, two different principles, greater results. And I will end with that statement. So, he was given the instance of Acts chapter 12. The Bible says that Peter was taken into prison by Herod. Praise God. And the Bible said that, and the church began to pray for Peter. Praise God. Now, in that prison, there were other uh, uh, prisoners, right? But the prayer was specifically for Peter. 
And the angel of the Lord came and took Peter and set Peter free. Acts chapter 16, Paul and Silas began to praise the Lord. Guess what? Everybody in that prison were released. So what prayer can do, praise can do much more. Hallelujah. I'm not saying that prayer is bad because one of the things that we love to major in the mind, that means my, my, my pastor said we should, we should stop praying. It's only praise now. No. No. But I'm saying that because many a times when we are praying, we think that God hears us because of how much I have shaken myself. Ah, God must have heard me. We rely on human effort. But you see, when it comes to praises, you are praising God for the office he occupies as God. Hallelujah. And this is why when he decides to intervene in that matter, it's, catam- I mean, it's, it's cataclysmic. Praise God. Hallelujah. Because the scale at which he manifests himself is so big that you can't even comprehend. Hallelujah. And so in order for us to enter into a place of joy, we must deliberately engage in the culture of what? Thanksgiving. That you say what? God, I want to dance before you today. I want to praise you for who you are. Because with this understanding, once you continue in this manner, there is nothing my God will not do. Hallelujah. There is nothing my God will not do. And so anybody who perhaps before you came to church today, you were wondering, but God, what is there anything good about 2022? I hope I've been able to change your mind. Praise the name of the Lord. Because there is more to live for in God. So when Paul is saying in Romans Philippians 4, he says, rejoice in the Lord. Again, I tell you, my brothers and my sisters, rejoice. Because this is how we win. This is how we win and fight our battles. Hallelujah. And so someone said this quote. It says, joy is the infallible sign that is joy is the infallible sign of the presence of God. Hallelujah. I don't, I don't joke with the presence of God. I don't joke with the presence of, not the presence, the presence of God. Because you see, anyone with God is a majority. Even when Jesus was asked, Nicodemus said that no man can do these things except God be with him. Praise the name of the Lord. And so if truly God is with us, Emmanuel, that's the name, praise God. If truly God is with us through his Holy Spirit, then we must be a joyful bunch. Hallelujah. That when we come to church on a normal Sunday, as a result of the joy within this house, the entire Westbury Street is saved for Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the name of the Lord. Hallelujah. And so perhaps we will call ourselves to a time of repentance, even as we begin to bow our heads to pray. That perhaps you have murmured, perhaps you have complained, perhaps you have shown instances, you have demonstrated ingratitude before God in some shape or manner. The Bible said that the arm of the Lord is not too long to save. Therefore, let us begin to ask for mercy. 
The song says, I have made you too small in my eyes. Oh Lord, forgive me. And I have believed in the lie that you were unable to help me but now oh Lord I see my wrong hear my heart and show yourself strong and in my heart and in my before your presence in repentance oh God in heaven of times when we have complained times when we have been ungrateful for things that you are doing in our lives in this church in this city in this nation father we bless your name lord we bless your name we are asking that lord you be magnified lives be magnified in our situations be magnified oh god that lord oh god in heaven regardless of what the challenge may be we are asking that lord be magnified that let your name be glorified oh god in heaven blessed be your holy name oh god in jesus mighty name we have prayed Perhaps you are watching me online or you're here on ground and you are yet to make Jesus the Lord of your life. We shared here that joy is a gift that only God gives to those who are in Zion. 
perhaps you want to accept Jesus into your life to experience this joy that we are talking about this joy that makes little that makes mockery of every challenge that we are going through why don't you just say with me Lord Jesus come into my heart today forgive me of my sins cleanse me with your blood I acknowledge that I'm a sinner and on the cross of Calvary you died for my sins grant me the privilege to walk in the realities of the new creation even as I confess you as my Lord and my personal Savior father I thank you for those ones who have made this prayer this public declaration of faith I ask that Lord you would come and make yourself at home in their hearts and let this joy unspeakable let this joy unspeakable be realized in their lives in the name of Jesus thank you almighty God in heaven blessed be your holy name and for us who have heard this word father preserve this word in our hearts and let your name be glorified in jesus mighty name amen amen praise god hallelujah